This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. Good evening and a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry for our usual Friday night sojourn through the ITV racing and our three best bets of the week. I'm joined myself andy richmond is joined this week by a very august and uh, competent panel um of adam norman uh, good evening adam fresh Bonsoir, from a uh, fresh from an abortive trip to market raisin which we might be able to talk about a little bit later on uh, lee keys of systembet.uk our glorious leader as usual but uh, he's allowed me to uh, take the chair this evening and last but by never <laughs> any means least uh john Ling from John Joe's Blogspot. Good evening, John. Laughing all the way to the leads, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> like Arthur Daly was. If we only we had the interest rate that was shown on that advert, it was about 7%, wasn't it? Up in our hands. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, 7%. Liquid gold, that was Liquid it. Liquid gold. gold. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to dig that. Uh, I think that ad's done the rounds on Twitter a few times, but the uh, the 7% interest rate was fantastic. Well, we've got a, a reasonable weekend racing. I suppose the talking point really is the uh, the clash, the Mullins endo clash. Is it still on? <laughs> Just about, I think. No one's bottled it yet. <laughs> um, there's, still, there's still time. And, um, and some other reasonable races as well. The Peter Marsh from, uh, from Haydock, although... It certainly ain't the race that um, probably our august quartet remember it, um, remember it as as it was, because uh, I can remember some very decent horses winning this, and I wouldn't put any of um, any of today's field in the same uh, in the same basket, shall we say? But um, shall we crack on, gentlemen? Because uh, I think we've got a, a limited amount of time this evening. Um, let's go with our three best bet, the one pointer. I think I'll come to Adam first for his one pointer. On, uh, on Saturday or Sunday. Righto, Andy. Um, I'm going straight to uh, Ascot. Um, uh, it's a TV, it's an ITV race that we'll be um, uh, chatting about a little bit later, so I won't uh, dwell too much. But uh, 220, it's the Mayor's uh, Grade 2 hurdle. And I'm going to go with um, Jamie Snowden's Anything for Love. Um, there's three market makers here Molly Ollie's Wishes, My Sister Sarah from the Mullins Yard, and Western Victory. Who, uh, is now with Emma Lavelle. Um, I just thought there were um, enough questions around those three to think that anything for love pre uh, presented quite a bit of value there. Um, and um, she ran a really good race uh, a couple of weeks ago behind the awesome Martello Sky. She, she uh, couldn't really um, win that race, but she was staying on um, dutifully as she does. Uh, anything for love uh, over that two and a half mile trip. She's one over three, uh, which is um, Saturday's trip. And I think she only has to find another maybe six or seven pounds to be right in the mix there. So at much bigger prices than the front three, I'm going to stick a point on uh, anything for love. No, can't say, can't uh, blame you there. I don't think there's much between the front three and um, anything for love around the 10 to one marker is a sporting one pointer. 
Um, Lee, I'll come to you next for your one pointer. Okay, okay. Uh, one forty-five Ascot. Uh, that's the uh, handicap hurdle, the the Holloway's handicap hurdle. Uh, very keen on Stella Magic uh, for Philip Hobbs and Michal Nolan. Uh, I I was very impressed with the comeback run uh, after an enforced absence uh, uh, at Haydock when he, he was second to up for parole. And I was quite sick because I, I I did back Stella Magic that day and um, obviously up for parole. Um, uh, did me on the running, and uh, but I think that form's been franked because if if you actually look at that, it's sixth in the Lanzarotti, but it, it was kind of unlucky in the Lanzarotti was up for parole in that um, there was not a lot of pace on the pace held up very well, and I do think up for parole was ridden disadvantageously in the Lanzarotti, and let's say if up for parole had won the Lanzarotti, which I believe if there'd been more pace on, he might have done or certainly have gone very close then you would not be getting nine to two about Stella Magic uh, tomorrow uh, at Ascot. So 145, Stella Magic, <coughs> point win for me, for me, Andy. I can't say I disagree with you. That form was, uh, that Haydock form has also been franked by the winner, the fifth from Haydock, Heart of Steel, who uh, galloped them into the ground round Bangor. So there Indeed. was another one. And I can't say I disagree with your summation on the Lanzarotti. I thought there were some um, particularly ridiculous rides in that. People sitting there doing absolutely F all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and not being, not being particularly positive, um, as, as happened in the two big races last weekend, which were basically handed to the to the winners. Uh, so the classic chase at Warwick as well. But um, just people just sat there doing absolutely nothing. No uh, proactivity at all. John, I'm going to come to you for your one pointer before I complete the quartet. You know when countdown's on and you get one of them weaselly little shapes that you take an instant dislike to as well? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, they have the numbers quiz and the other one gets the working right and agrees with Rachel Riley and to get the exact number. And then the weaselly little shape pipes up and says, how did it exactly the same way? <laughs> and then... And then Anne Robinson says, well, let's have a look at your working then, you weaselly little shite. And he says, oh, me pen broke. <laughs> and it's a little bit like that with these first two selections because you lads have already picked horses that are flagged up in the two telly races so far. Oh, so, um, and I'm not going to... Show workings, John. I'm going to say, me pen broke. <laughs> well... <laughs> um, <laughs> Who's the weasley little shite, though? It's me, obviously. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get to it. I won't, I won't waste any more time on my nonsense. Um, Broomy Law, 6, uh, 6.30 at Wolves. Back from wind surgery last time. Second operation. Must be wheezing worse than me, this thing. Uh, this owner really shouldn't be rocking along with these types unless they have some kind of future. Um Sure enough, I thought in the, the last run that that sharpener would have brought him on a bit. I mean, going back in time, I thought good enough to run in what turned out to be a fairly ordinary conjugal at York. But he, he's also, I think, Kevin Zales had a, a bit of an eye on. Um, can be a little keen going, but I think there'll be enough pace on here to get him to drop it. I'm a little bit concerned at the jockey booking, but I'm going to run with it one point win. Okay, now Broomy Law, the 6.30 at uh, Wolverhampton. Yeah. 
And I'll complete the quartet with, um, well, a little, I don't think it's particularly left field, we'll go to Taunton for the uh, 2.43. We're on the dark times tomorrow. Not that it will make any blind bit of difference because uh, we'll all be running into each other. Um, I thought there was, this is the, uh, you don't get many of these races, the old seniors handicap hurdle. I think you have to be an eight-year-old to run in this and being a, a senior citizen myself now, um, I thought this was quite an apt race. Um, Oakley and Leon Cavallo and Burroughs Edge are all towards the head of the market. Oakley's had enough chances over the years. He is quite well handicapped, didn't jump particularly well. Neither does Leon Cavallo. Burroughs Edge I can take or leave. And I thought the Russian Doyen, who is incredibly well handicapped now, um, they've brought him back. Um, if you think he was winning chases off marks of 138 not that long ago, um, and he's right down in the handicap now. I, and he ran a decent race last time out. I'm, I wouldn't want to go overboard about it, but I thought there was a a little bit of perceived value in that race. It was a, a decent race. He finds himself up at mark of 118 now for the Jeremy Scott Yard that are going well. He's second of eight uh, last time out uh, over fences. They brought him back over hurdles here. Um, second of eight last time out behind Gallic Geordie, who runs up at uh, Haydock um, tomorrow. Um, and that was a reasonable run. He got beaten four and a quarter lengths. That was off a mark of 119, and they've managed to sneak him in here off 118 in a race which he should be okay in. I think you can get around um, something around the mark of, you should certainly be able to get 11 to 2 as the bottom end price, and I think there's plenty of sixes around. It's a bit of 13 to 2. I'll have a point on the Russian Doyen. To, uh, con to continue Mr. Scott's reasonable run of late. So that's the that's the one-pointers. Let's uh, get on a bit more meat on the bones now. Um, and the two-pointers. Lee, I'll come to you first for your two-pointer. Okay, okay. Uh, 2.15 Navin. Uh, for the, the old, uh, you know, uh, Irish gypsy fair. Uh, for the for the two-and-a-half-mile 80-109 to 109 handicap hurdle. I'm with Banks Boy. Uh, Gordon Elliott's runner, um, owner, uh, eyes are drawn to the owner, Mrs. Anne-Marie McManus. Now, it's interesting, this, because when JP uh, puts them in his uh, missus's colours, um, they always seem to uh, win a race before JP puts them back in his colours. Um, so, and I, I've watched this closely in the, the handicap, well, I say handicapping runs, it was sent off two-to-one favourite for its debut at Thurles, and it was obviously expected to you know, run a big race against an 111-rated runner in in the winner, she Shisun Sunny. But it was dropped out as if uh, JP said, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not having this price. Yeah, it was dropped out at Thurles, which is never a good idea, especially over two miles. It was then absolutely not right at all at Fairy House. You could see that wandering all over the track in the straight. But then last time out at Navan, in, in what is going to be a good novice hurdle, that, uh, on the 18th of December, Ardler Farmers Lodge deployed the getaway. Harry Alonso innovated the fifth horse um, that was just in front of me, uh, my selection, sorry, um, has come and bolted up at Fairy House um, last week yeah. and in, in a main noodle. And this has been given under an eight. So, but you, you know where you stand with good old uh, the McManus family uh, regarding you know, today or not today. So you might want to just turn the stakes down a little bit, but I'm going two points win because it's one of those that if this is the D-Day and they say yes with this one, 
Mm. And I know I notice he's got another another horse in the race trained by Robert Tyner. Mark Walsh takes the ride, but that doesn't mean anything really uh, in, in in JP's terms. And I just think Banks Boy is definitely better than 108. I'm certain of that. It's just whether it's D Day, but very interesting at nine to one. Mm. So that's my two point two point win selection, sir. Thank very you. very interesting. As I say, that form has been um, has been well and truly frank because that innovated one quite nicely last week. Uh, last week, there's nothing really else out of the race that's a few of the back markers have come out and run, but nothing that ran in front of Banks Boy has come out and run. So it might be worth watching those others if Banks Boy does does the job, as you say, for the uh, for the BFG. And the green and gold, although it's not in the green and gold, it's in the uh, what's it? The gaffer, the gaffer's colours. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the red, the, the checkerboard red colours. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see there. Uh, Adam, I'm going to come to you for your two pointer next. Okay, three forty five Haydock. Uh, it's Cat Polly. Um. Yeah. I, again, it's a it's a sort of value bet against a lot that are. Much shorter in the betting. I don't think the market, the opening market, is right for this race at all. Um, Cat Polly was uh, a dual winner a couple of seasons ago. Had a year off. Uh, he's still uh, just turned seven, so I think a year off um, may have done him good rather than harm. Um, he came back at Weatherby over Christmas and ran down the field uh, in the Castleford, um, but there was. Uh, uh, there was nothing, to, you know, nothing lost in in that run. It was it just looked like a spin out after a break. Uh, the race was obviously a useful one. Eclair Dan A ran well again uh, today at Lingfield. Cornerstone lad who finished behind Cat Pulley, uh won at Weatherby. It was a perfectly sound uh, turn. He's four pounds lower for that, and um, that was it. He'd also had a win, uh, had a win, had a wind up, and was. Uh, wearing a tongue tie back on. So uh, I just thought that was a, a spin out. This race, there's a couple of front runners, Shamanda Burley and Thomas McDonough, who I think could go take each other on. Or even if they don't, they'll still go a good lick. I think that was suit carefully. Mm. As I say, the market's wrong here. Um, uh, 15 to 2 won't be around um, mid morning tomorrow. So that is a, a stonking two pointer for me. There's a bit of, I think there's a bit of eight with a, a couple of firms around as well on Cat uh, Cat Polly. I do agree. Yeah, Shaman de Burley went off like a scalded cat last time out. Urbia, but, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and in, 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 with all due respect to him, kept going. You know, there's nothing wrong. With he that did. Yeah, it was. It, um, it was um, yeah, was, uh, and the lad who's riding. He's uh, quite decent, actually. Very least. Yeah, he's had two or three winners. So uh, yeah. I don't. Dis- I don't. You know, it's not that I, I, I don't respect those. Uh, just that, just that, from that, that same cool. race, I know you were at Newcastle earlier in the week. Um, yeah. What did you think of Gallic Geordie's run? It was at that meeting you were at, wasn't it? Yeah, I was. No, I, I, again, I've got a, a, a you know, it's in form horse, uh, looked well. Uh, I didn't think the race was run particularly to suit. It was a, 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 a not a dawdle, but he would have preferred a, a, to come off a, a faster gallop, which he'll get. So um, I just wondered if the handicap was starting to get to him. Yeah, my yeah yeah my assessment my assessment was that he ran as if uh, the handicapper had got him, frankly. Um, but, but as I say, if you, you, know, you could eke out a few, another few pounds if yeah. the race was was run perfectly to suit, which which it will be this time. But this is a, this is a up another grade. Mm. And um, while I respect him, I think uh, this lot are too good. I think Capel is. Uh, I mean, you know, he's getting weight, so you know, it's a handicap. Uh, so, but it's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? And um, I just think um, I don't, you know, 
you can back nine to four Gallic Jordy with me. I'll take the rest, you know, if you want to play it like that. But I'd uh, I'd rather have um, I'd rather have Cat Polly on my side against all the others. Cool. Right. Well, we'll leave right. we'll leave John till last for this one. I'll have a stab in here. Uh, I'm going to be like the Weasley fellow on Countdown. Um, <laughs> but the pencil's already broken, and um, and um, I'm certainly not Rachel Riley. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the same as Lee. Gay for his um, his first uh, his one pointer uh, with Stella Magic because uh, I really can't add to the uh, to the logic on that. Although um, I could go a little bit further back if you go Stella Magic when he won his first two races, um, he did actually beat the very did actually run very well at Taunton when he beat the smart Ala Philippe, who I thought ran very well on his comeback run uh, last time out. Hasn't been quite plain sailing since then, but that comeback run. We actually ran a shocker at Warwick, but that that fair second at the Haydock last month has I think we've already flagged up on uh, up for patrol up for parole rather ran well. Mackle Duff was the third, who I think is an improving handicapper as well. The fifth has won, um, and I thought Stella Stella Magic would probably have the race run to suit here. Uh, the two main rivals would be Unexpected Party and Gary Claremont. I wasn't quite sure about Unexpected Party. He was a bit, it was a bit strange at the last at Weatherby last time out. Where I thought he tried to throw the race away. To be honest with you, I'm not sure if you were there that day, Adam. Were you? No, I wasn't, mate. No, no. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I quite fancied the winner there. I think he gifted it. I, I agree. I yeah. Agree. Whether it was an attitude problem, I don't know. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think Harry got there too. You watched soon. that race. You just seen a bit sort of strange, bit sort of strange. And Gary Claremont always there or thereabouts, but he's got a fair bit of weight in his uh, on his back. And I thought Stella Magic. Um, I'll play it a little bit safer. I think there's some four places around it, so I'll be a bit negative have a sort of point each way at around nine to two i think there's four places i can't really see him out of the four so it's a little bit of a little bit of a safe bet but um i do think he'll run pretty well tomorrow uh stella uh, stella magic in that uh 145 at ascot so that's uh that's two stone on his back tomorrow uh stella magic <laughs> john i'll come to you for your uh, two pointers to complete this round of uh, this round of selections well um this one is also like Lee's last selection in the 215 at Navan. Um, <laughs> Why have we gone there? <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, all this bloody racing and we end up crossing over on a shit ape like this, but here we go. Um, and it's endlessly. Uh, oh. I was with this last time, this ex-David O'Meara yak, and uh, it wasn't really put in the race until they turned in and he started making ground up quite easily, I thought, and I thought, oh, we're in here, because it was a big price, and be a big price tomorrow. Um, and then I don't think he saw it out, because he, 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 he did seem to stop rather quickly, and uh, I think dropping back in trip half a mile probably indicates they were having a bash. The lads come back in and said, well, we're just getting into it, and then he's, he's snamming a gear away. Um, I kind of have it in my head that this might pop up in a better race off a lower weight. But um, I'm of the opinion that this horse is, is in fair fettle at the minute. And uh, I think he'd definitely be overpriced tomorrow. So I'm going endlessly two points win. Two points win. 33 to one. 33, 33, 33 to one. one. Yeah. 
is the uh, is the best price in the village. For those of you who don't want to go uh, two points on the nose, um, uh, there is some fairly advantageous, or I wouldn't say they're advantageous terms. There are some some fairly deep each way terms. Uh, uh, their friends at Bet Three Six Five, Skybet, um, they're all going six places. You can certainly get five places around the village. And if you've got a bet thread near you, there are seven places, one fifth of the odds, 33 to one endlessly in the 215 at Navan, which is John's two point selection. That completes that particular round. And now we're on to the three point naps. And I'm going to kick off, I'll kick off with Lee. Okay, okay. Um, the 255 at Ascot is the uh, three pointer. And I'm absolutely all over this. Um, Parmazil, the John Joe O'Neill runner. Um, this for me is absolutely at the pinnacle of its form. And what I liked last time was the fact that John Joe, this is what they do with a lot of JPs. They, they come to the second last. He, he knew he'd won before, before, before the second last. And he's thinking, I can't press the button now because if I do, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably going to win by a fence. Um, so he just he basically just did a bit of knitting and sat, and and then I, I even think it probably surprised him after the last. But the second did tire quite markedly after the last Diego de Charmil. But when he took the lead over the last, he, he winged the last, and then and then literally pulled nine clear on the running, and that was a bit unfortunate because I reckon they probably didn't want to go up. Um, eight pounds in one. I reckon th- they was open to just you know win a couple of lengths and maybe go up four or five. But nevertheless, it was very very impressive. Um, I don't think that I think the trip brings about more improvement as well because I, I think the two two mile three there can be quite um, quite favourable towards front runners. So the fact that Parmazil you know, was able to do what he did over two mile three. And he wasn't foot perfect that day either. That's what impressed me even more. You know, a couple of mistakes in there, you know, it certainly wasn't a bet I could make in running. And I I do think, although the eight pounds seems quite harsh on the, on, on the level, I do think he's meeting horses here that aren't ahead of the handicapper. Fanny and Destraval was put up a very harsh uh, eight pounds for beating Colorado Dock. He's, um, he's very- probably declared, isn't he, Fanny and Destraval, because they've got him in that big race on on Sunday at, uh, at Lingfield. Yeah, we, we might get a curveball with that. Yeah. Um, Night in Dubai, um, I, I do feel, you know, vulnerable off the bridle. Killer Clown, again, another example of, like, our handicapper. I mean, you lads put it up um, when it won at Wincanton. And the problem with that was it beat the wrong horse to go up that amount of weight. It it, it beat Slate House. I mean, you know, it, <laughs> Slate House just doesn't win. So, I mean, it's... Again, so we can argue saying, well, Palmer's Hill's got hammered, but so have the rest. And I just think Palmer's Hill, uh, highly progressive at the moment, could have won a lot easier than what he did last time. And three to one, a pleasure for my maximum bets, sir, please. I think that is uh, a good. And of course, that Palmer's Hill form has actually received the boost today with Zaguli winning the Absolutely. 408. They won the last race at uh, Lingfield. Absolutely pissed up okay, that last yes. race. Uh, this evening, so there's a, a little bit of a form boost for you. Uh, and I don't think one four two. I watching that race last time out when he won that uh, Howden handicap chase, I immediately thought, is this a Kim Muir or even a plate horse for the uh, for the Fez? 
looks an ideal ride for uh, one of the JP's amateurs, you know, someone to sort of hunt it round and uh, just bring it there late. But uh, they might have uh, they might have screwed that with a handicap mark now. So maybe they're chasing a, a little bit uh, bolder tomorrow. Um, I'll stick my three pointer in here and I'm going to go with a horse who I've, I've had I've had problems with these uh, uh, these last well these four fence fallers this year remastered Empire Steel is another one but I'm going to go back to Empire Steel tomorrow um, he hadn't touched a fence when he fell four out in the Roland Merrick on Boxing Day he was going by far the best of that field in fact that that's Roland Merrick hasn't been a bad guide uh, to the Peter Mars chase. Um, I think he's already had a run around here. And I do like the I do like the jockey chains tomorrow. Ryan Manny, who I've got absolutely nothing against, and I think he's one of the better northern jockeys. Um, Brian Hughes is on tomorrow. Well, I do think, well, he's, you know, that's cliche time. He's the champion jockey elect, isn't he? Should have been champion jockey last year by far. You know, that was a bit of a joke last year, um, <laughs> in, my, in my opinion. Um, he's got Royal Pagale, who... He's obviously last, you know, won this, uh, won this last year, but he's got a little bit more to do this year. Uh, remastered, who um, cost me a few quid when he capsized in the uh, in the Hennessy. Um, but I'm going to go uh, a point and a half each way on Empire Steel uh, tomorrow. I think, uh, I think you can get. I'll just have a quick look. Um, where are we, Hey Doc? Uh, I think you can get. I think you can even get four places in a place. I think you can get a little bit of, you could probably, I'd probably rather take the four to one, four places, a fifth of the odds. Can't really see him being out of the front four if he jumps around, to be honest with you. Um, the horse who, you know, off this, I know he's three pounds out of the handicap, but I do think the yard's in pretty good form as well. Empire Steel, I'll have a point and a half each way and hope he can leg over remastered and Royal Pagaya and uh, gain a decent victory tomorrow. That leaves two of us. John, I'm going to come to you now for your three-pointer. Thank you, Andy. The, uh, the three-pointer is in the 410 at Lingfield, and it's Insomnia. Uh, Trent Lone Army will know that's quite an apt selection. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I think one good reason stands out here and the fact that it's Mark Wand on and Turner off compared to last time. Uh, but having said that, I think he's shown enough potential to improve on both starts since his layoff after being thought good enough to run in the Greenham last spring. I know it was any price, but he, he did look also had a little bit of potential about him. He might not quite have seen the mile out last time, and I think the drop to seven won't hurt him at all here. Um, and I, th I think he could be a fair improver for it. Renetsky won well last time, but I think this race looks tougher and he's up six pounds. And I can see Insomnia tracking him into this and pouncing late. Three points win. Okay, about the four to one is very much the general price. Insomnia for John. And uh, Adam, you're, I'll leave you to last this week. Three pointer. Which way are we going, sir? Mentioned insomnia, I think I'm gonna have a sleepless night now. I've just seen the opening show on this so awesome. <laughs> uh, 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 it's in the 208 at Taunton. Uh, I've never been to Taunton. Um, I have, it's, it's not quite a nice course. Everyone says it's nice, yeah. Yeah, um, it'll be even nicer if this one wins. Bourbon Beauty, 
uh, another mares race. I've got a soft spot for for, for mares. Um, about Queen of Hearts today, gorgeous mare. Of, um, oh, sure. Yeah, just got done on the nod. But what an amazing mare she is. But anyway, um, yeah. So Bourbon Beauty. Um, she uh, was brought along steadily by the excellent Alex Hales, who um, has had a bit of a quiet winter this this winter after having um, a couple of good uh, a couple of good years since the uh, since the COVID break. Um, but he's still having the occasional winner, and um, he he produced this horse to win a a, a mare's uh, that that good mare's hurdle at Newbury in the spring last spring, um, making all that day uh, off uh, a, a mark that is just a pound lower than what she's running off tomorrow, um, and they uh, continued over hurdles this year, and she uh, hasn't really lived up to that off a higher mark. She was she wasn't fit at Weatherby in October. And she's steadily come to the boil. Um, she, I, don't, I don't think she stayed last time at Kempton over three miles. Um, uh, she's got plenty of size for fences, and uh, two mile five and a bit should be perfect round uh, Taunton. I just think she's, uh, you know, she's very uncom. She looks uncomplicated. Um, I think she uh, she jumps hurdles well in the main. Um, tends to go prominently. I can just see him bouncing out, um, riding it prominently. Um, and making every proverbial poster winning one. And I think she's around seven or eight to one, which is twice the price she should be against um, quite a few horses in there that have got, are not bringing especially good recent form to the party. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a long, sleepless night for me. <laughs> 17 to two, I think, is three points on. It's, yeah, it's, it's frankly ridiculous. But there you yeah, go. three points on the nose. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I do like the shape of the race. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think I think if I was in a more defensive mode, it would be a fantastic each way. But but you know, it is her first outing over fences, um, so I, I'd much prefer to to you know sort of shit or bust um, on that. <laughs> so, yeah, I like you know, I, I, I like Hales. Harry Bannister is one of those jockeys who I I'm, you know, it doesn't get much recognition, but I'm always happy to have him on on side. Uh, Bannister and Howes have got a good record together over fences um, and um, yeah, confident back You agree with uh, Neverlander Adam um, sure. Neverlander, Neverlander, yes, Neverlander he's, he's ha- ha- champions Harry Bannister, he says right. that, that Harry Bannister is, is the most underrated jockey in national hunt racing Wow, that's a, that, that's a, that's a swinging statement but um, yeah, I've got a, I can't remember a ride where I thought uh, you know, typical Bannister sort of thing. You know, getting one, but you know, he, he doesn't. He doesn't get a B on anything. He he shouldn't win on. You yeah, know? Um, mm, just one of those guys that just just you know tips away quietly for for these this these kind of yards and and does does a professional job. You know, I'd throw another one into the mix there, similar type, James Best. Yeah, that kind of guy. Yeah. 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 Never, you know, unassuming. But when he's on, you you never sort of think. I don't want to back that because he's on it, you know. Yeah. It's best, yeah. It always gives a horse a ride, good horseman. Yeah, I think it, yeah, Bannister and that. Well, that's the, um, that's the, well, that's all the, uh, the points stuff done. Um, let's kick on. We've got about 20 minutes to run here. We've got eight TV races tomorrow. I suppose we'll start at Ascot, the 145, the handicap hurdle. But um, I think we've, we've had a, a, a reasonable crack at this already. Um, certainly myself and Lee have. Um, anything you'd want to add, Adam or John? 
As I say, I'm the countdown Weasley little shit here, so... <laughs> right. Well, there we go. Um, the, Kick on, John. All right, the one, which race is this, sorry, Andy? The 145 at Ascot, Adam. Right, yeah, uh, I well, yeah, no, I can't, I can't really argue that much. The only thing I would argue about was uh, would be um, is, is the jockey. I'm not, a, you know, speaking of jockeys, I'm not a massive fan of Michal Nolan, but um, um, not, you know, he rode one in the week um, which I fancied, and and I didn't back it because Nolan was on it, and it went and, and it was a steering job. <laughs> uh, so you know, so that that kind of sort of um, prejudiced view doesn't always pay, does it? Um, so I was kicking myself for that, but on a, in a big race on a Saturday, I don't particularly want a guy called Nolan. Uh, uh, and he, it may not be that he's that bad; he just doesn't get many opportunities, does he? Let's face it. Um, but yeah. I, he just hasn't filled me with confidence in a few rides in in the past, and so that would be a negative for me. I thought that Gary Claremont would be quite a solid favourite. Um, up in trip and I can see John Joe giving him the uh, much much quieter ride than he has in the past um not an easy not not a straightforward horse by any means and and you know that that's why I wouldn't put him up as a bet at a short price because he has to be delivered actually sorry when he's point to point to a banger Gary Claremont Gary yeah he's a very useful I think he's got loads of ability and yeah he's obviously rated one four three and I think I think He's, I think he's he's worthy of that. That he's just he's, he's got plenty of plenty of temperament. Mm. And, um, uh, you know, not not straightforward. Mm. We've spoken about an expected party. I didn't really think there was much else in the race to be honest to get too excited about. So yeah, so I can see why you guys have gone for it. Yeah, I thought it was, it was the, the form of last time out. Um, we move on to the uh, the 220, the Grade Two Mayor's Hurdle. Obviously, Adam is uh, rubbing in with uh, anything for love here. Um, Lee, John, anything that uh, floats your boat in this? Um, I, I just thought I, I, I like Adam's uh, selection because I, I do love the mare. Anything for love, I think she's a really, really tough mare. But Typical I, tip as well with uh, Mr. 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 Meatloaf departing. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> uh, today. Yes, he's an actual dead ringer now, isn't he? <laughs> I thought I'd tee a few of you up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's, did and somebody say on Twitter that, um, what was it, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd do anything, but I wouldn't do that. And somebody said, well, I've now found out what it is, and that's not back uh, that uh, the thing of uh, Henderson's that uh, they got well stuffed at, um, at Lingfield today, whose name I've completely forgotten. No, on the blind side. Yeah, on the blind side. Yeah, no. <laughs> sort of tying it in with that, which I thought well, was wasn't quite... wasn't that entirely predictable? That thing just disappearing at the back of the telly. It, yeah, wasn't. Yeah. I, I, I was on record today as saying at two point one, it wouldn't be carrying any Gosh. of my money. Let's put it that way. Gosh, no. Was, no, but, 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 coming back to anything for love, like I do like the selection, but I don't like the selection in that I know that she's a soup beast. Um, she yeah, absolutely right. adores. In fact, the, in fact, if you if you had the deepest ground you could possibly imagine, she would she would run a a, a career top. And um, yeah. with yeah. with the drying ground at Ascot, that's the only only negative. I agree, Lee. I switched I switched it from a from a two point to a one on that basis, frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's difficult because um, we're at that stage where the ground's dried up to a. To a bit of a clag and you know they were strung out like washing weren't they today on the jumps course at Lingford and when it, yes. it wasn't heavy 
was it? It was it was if you handle it, you look brilliant. And if you didn't it, handle it, it you were sticky, were, wasn't it? it was yeah, you were miles out. It could be the you know, it could be the same at Haydock and it could be the same at, at, at Asker. There's sort of one or two in every race that handled it. And then they were just yeah. miles clear, weren't they? Of, yeah, I think, well, I think it could be more of the same tomorrow. So if, if, if yeah, yeah, yeah. For any sort of distance punters out there, uh, I'd always say that yeah. if you can get the, the distance between the second and the third would be the one to play and not the distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lee, who do you think, would who's the best of the other three then? Um, it's, it's, I mean, I mean, mares. I mean, I, mares, you love mares. I, I try and stay clear of mares because... The, the the they can tend to disappoint for, for various reasons. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I like a consistent mare, Lee. I like a consistent mare. Very hard to um, find. I know, I know they, what you're getting. Are, yeah. But that's why I like that's why I like yours because yeah, yeah. Cause, cause, you know because because she she is she is a brick wall kind of mare. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah. I, I, Molly honest, on his wishes. I I, I find her tricky to weigh up because she's very can be very keen um and i think yeah. he, you know they did well to, to place her to win it over two miles at weatherby um and she's you know she's sort of flopped since i just uh, and the other two i don't know i just thought mm, you know they were all worth sort of taking Get off. careful when you're discussing mares i could feel the producer giving me the death <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about yeah, she actually turned. She actually turned her head when I said. Mm-hmm. I, I just, that, that's what I was thinking. I'm thinking, get off this subject quick. I don't know what you're getting at, lads, because I'm just talking about horses. You know? we'll be, we'll be, we'll be, we'll no be, idea we'll be, what you're talking we'll about. Be, we'll yeah. be in trouble, especially. It's a good job Fry's not on the show as well, because we well, were in trouble then. Uh, I can tell yeah, you that. I think. I think in, in to, to try and because we are uh, running short, a little bit short on time, and I get the other races in. I think it's one of those races where. Yeah, Adam's right. There's a bit of value, and there is a, a sea of blue now on anything for love. So if you're if you're going to grab the tens, yeah, is, there better, a, is there a mole in the camp? You better there could well be a mole in the camp. It could have, been that mole, could have been that mole hill you kicked. <laughs> we'll move. We'll move on. The two yes. five. We already know where we're going with uh, with Liam Palmer's Hill. You uh, you two boys got anything to add to it? I think I'd probably agree on Palmer's Hill. It's you know, three to one is a. I don't, yeah, I, I, I hate an echo chamber, but I, I, I would, I would have to agree. I, I backed uh, Night in Dubai last time with, with um, conviction, and um, I was perfectly happy with the way things went. You know, travelled and jumped with, with plenty of zest, and, um, and that was it. And then it just, they sort of ghosted past it on the turn in, as if it, as if it was just sort of not. Mm. I still can't work out what's going on. Uh, it could be that Palmer's Hill was just that good, you know, and night in Dubai, as Lee said, is just rubbish off the bridle. But um, yeah, I was a bit sort of, I went from sort of, it went from sort of hero to zero for me that day. And uh, and, and I'm certainly not going into um, to recoup losses, you know, on, uh, on, on better terms. I, just, I think Palmer's is definitely a horse on the up and you're right about Fanny and that was just harsh and I think that you know they've obviously put Lucy Turner up to claim the seven because they agree um, yeah. and the rest yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with the rest Phoenix ways is soft soft as anything and the rest yeah, I, yeah not killer clown not today. 
Certainly not in the uh, not in the realms of some of the horses who've won this. Uh, you history buffs out there, or you people who like delving through your old chasers and hurdlers like I do, um, you'll remember a few of these names. Henry Kissinger, Ryman, Delius, Blazing Walker, one of my favourite uh, W.A. Stevenson horses that was. They've all won it. And recent winners have been sur- uh, Surname and D- Drashel, Dashel Drasher. Um, I don't mm. think there's anything quite in that quality. John, you got anything to add on this race? No, I like what he's asked, in all honesty. Right, we'll kick on. Well, it's the um, the showdown next, isn't it? The Clarence House, uh, which has had a rather, I think it's had a bit of a checkered history, this this race. Of course, I don't think you're going to, well, uh, I'm sure somebody should show the, uh, probably the most epic encounter that I can remember in this race, which is Desert Orchid and Panto Prince. That was probably one of the most uh, epic encounters, although the recent role of honours includes Masterminded Twice, Sprinter Sacra, Sire de Gruji, Underso three times, and Altior. Tomorrow, what do you want, boys? Do you, would you get involved, or is it just a race to watch? Um, I'm taking on Shishkin um, because, like, bloggers, blogger will be all over it. And <laughs> yes, I knew he'd get a mention somewhere. It's been rather, and, well, I haven't and, seen anything from the blogger lately. And and that's got to have a big. You know, actual overexpected scenario in profits. I mean, I mean, I mean, that, that, so that's the first reason. Second reason is it's amazing for a horse that's ten from eleven under rules, where you can pick a hole in nearly every piece of form it's got. I mean, I still keep saying it that I mean, the Kempton run last time, everyone was raving about. It was barely quicker than Edwardstone that had took half the birch with it. All the way around in the in 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 the novice. So and, and you know, I'm not saying that Shishkin isn't the real deal. It might be, but I, I, listen, I'm the one that keeps laying it every run, and I'm the one that keeps paying out. <laughs> but, <laughs> one day, but, Lee. One day. One day. I'm up in this is the day, and do you know I've what? I've never even heard of what, what's the other one called? Energinermine or something? Energamine. Never Energamine. heard of it. Well, you know these Irish. I mean, you I've know, never the, watched an Irish Irish race in yeah. I mean, I'll t- to be honest, what I'll pr- actually probably do is back first floor, um, a little bit at twelves, and probably have a little bit in running it on first floor at forties after he smashed through about three fences, um, like like he did in the Peterborough. Um, I mean, that was incredibly impressive to do what he did in the Peterborough. You know, again, you know. He's he's wore the birch on his chest. Uh, he's still he's he's still given weight to a very good horse. But by the way, he's given six pounds to a horse that ran Shishkin to three lengths at Aintree in the mild May. So let let's all let's all talk form book here. You know we can all say Shishkin the real deal blogger stallion lining up. You know, but, but first flow at twelve to one. I'm sorry, that's a wrong price. So we like to hear. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I did think that the disparity, the price disparity between Shishkin and even an Ergamine was a little bit on the. Well, they, were too, they were further apart than I would have had them. But yeah, that's that's it. I'm I'm going to be a watcher, John. Is he uh, just going to bomb out and try and make all uh, Dave Bass? Was that was that the, would that be the plan? Yeah, well, I, I, I reckon. Because he was I, sort of because the Peterborough was a, was a new trip, wasn't it, for him? Yeah, the, the kind of experiment and and yeah. and. I mean, Kim Bailey said he's just an absolute beast of a, a rogue beast of a horse in that he can just make three or four mistakes in a race. Yeah. 
and and still record ridiculous ratings I, and I figures. I thought it was an absolute mudlark that lay at first blow, and then that 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 Huntingdon ground was pretty lively. It was yeah, pretty pretty good mm. ground. And yeah. and the thing is, the the second horse, like I said, yeah. you know you, you know had to have run its race in in that in that Peterborough chase for me because it did a lot right. It, you know, yeah. it, it, and uh, as I said. It was very impressive first blow that day, and that that's where my money is at twelves. You can't go twelves because there's literally, you know, th- these two that are matched up and 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 sort of overhyped. Uh, well, Shishkin in, in in particular is overhyped. I mean, that's the reason. All right. Well, we'll we'll move on. We'll move on because time is uh, running short. We go to Haydock next. Another another blogger favourite, John Bond. Um, who's in this uh, the Grade Two hurdle um, again? Another short price. Another one you're taking on, Lee? Um, yeah. Well, well, I, no, well, I won't be taking it on. Um, th- there's a good offer on Siderit Gin, which is a, 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 a it's twenty eight pounds a bottle at the moment online. Anyone wants a DM mate? It's my favourite gin. It's his different class. Normally thirty eight a bottle. Um, and so if anyone wants a bit of that. Tomorrow, uh, that's what I'll be doing during the 125. Going <laughs> your sponsor. Consider <laughs> it is a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they won't. I've asked. I've asked Tiger Gin. I've asked them all. They won't do it. No. Oh, are, you, are you taking the, the Tony Calvin uh, l- angle and drinking bottles of gin during racing these days? Well, it so, kills COVID. I mean, I mean, I mean, the, the higher the percentage, it kills COVID. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I must say I, I share your ambivalence towards the, the, a race like this. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, inter- I'd be interested to see how easily he deals with my eye, who Constitution Hill ran all over at Sandown last time out uh, by fourteen lengths. He might actually get a little bit closer. I'll give you a, a line to those, but again, I'm rather ambivalent about the uh, about the race and probably about the next there as well. The the two o'clock at Haydock, which probably looks as though it'll go the way of um, Tommy's Oscar, who probably one of the most improved horses in the North. John's off this. John, John, what do you think of Tommy's Oscar tomorrow? Are you lumping? I'm not, no. Um, <laughs> anybody looking at my tipping record over the last three months will know I'm in no position to lump anything. <laughs> um, there's, there's your treble, John. John Bond, Tommy's Oscar and um, Shishkin tomorrow. Blog a treble. Thank you. No, I'm, I mean, I'm actually hoping Shishkin gets beat and then it will have the blogger shit myself over his honeysuckle and aloho tricksy, won't it? <laughs> I was hoping to see you with a selfie stick parading round uh, Middlesbrough, hopefully by the transporter bridge, espousing the espousing the uh, the delights of the to- of Tommy's Oscar Shiskin and um, and John Bond treble. I'll, I'll take a photo of the Palmo if that goes in, and uh, I'll ask people to rate it out of twelve. <laughs> you can't beat a, chi- a chicken Palmer. Brilliant. Chicken yeah. Palmers. Pork yeah. Parmesan. You can't you can't have the chicken. It's no good. Right. The original and best pork Parmesan. Adam, any any views on this particular race, uh, Tommy's Oscar? I've got a very unscientific view in that um the Hamiltons uh, are brilliant, have been brilliant, mm. blah, blah blah. We know about that. But once that once people get uh 
splashed all over the tea, uh, the papers. I think there, there wasn't there a big article. It wasn't a feature, on them yeah, there was a feature on them this week. You know, it's it's like it's like where it's like when a, a, a FTSE 100 company builds a massive new headquarters. You know, you know, you know, you've re- they've reached the highest um, price they're going to reach for the next sort of ten years. It's almost like we've reached peak Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> and and things can can only sort of get, go downhill from here, sort of thing. I hope not, because because uh, you know uh, Ian's a, a brilliant character, and clearly they know what they're doing. But um, uh, and there's there's no real reason why Tommy's Oscar shouldn't win, it, other than that he's, he's been kept very busy, and they do keep their horses busy, don't they? Yeah, um, well, and horses. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and but they they do seem to just keep bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. Um, what can get it beat? Um, you know, he's got a. Well, Hunter's uh, call's going to sit in. I suppose. Well, one, you know, there's. I mean, Navajo Pass won this last year. I mean, yeah, but he's just done enough. Yeah, he's looking around here. The race will be set up by Global Citizen, so there's the pace. You know, Tommy's mm. Oscars. Yeah, you know, is can be keen going, but stays a bit further. Um, can you know? Would it be tacky ground that sort of undoes the the short price ones? You mm. know, we just I just don't know. I, I, it's not my way I'd, of bet, not my rather, way of betting. But I mean, it'd be sure great to probably, see him win again. Yeah, I'd rather sit and watch and be pleased if it won. Yeah, totally. That's, that's, yeah. That, you know, you're pleased. You, there are certain people you like to see win, whether you're financially involved or not. And the Hamiltons are certainly a, a you know a pairing that I always you know take pleasure in seeing and win. Um, that brings us on to the uh, the Peter Marsh. Um, certainly, as I say, not the race that probably I remember, or probably some of us remember actually, because there's been some absolutely super horses winning this. Um, I've already played in this, obviously with um, Empire Steel. Um, boys, any views on this? Just some nice stats for the old old brigade amongst us, and we're all old, and, and especially our our listeners are all old. Wait, Adam Adam is Adam's like a real youngling but but yeah but, but we're we're really old and and i'm gonna i'm gonna bring some memories here that venetia's won it three times general mm-hmm. wolf in 1999 outlet the outlier in 2007 and uh obviously won it last year with the uh, royal Pagai. Pagai. now the thing with this is the the mark of royal Pagai, which is 163 the only two horses that have ever done this Right, happened to be two legends, and 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 one is Andy's old favourite, Jadami, who yeah. won this race in 1997 yeah. off a mark of 169. 169. Remember it, remember it well, like a Phil Taylor average. Yeah. Um, and plenty have attempted to win this for a mark of 160 plus. Kingscliff couldn't do it. Earth Summit, the Grand National winner, couldn't do it. Um. Um, the thinker was beaten in this 165 in 1989. So, can Royal Pagai join the likes of Jadami and wait for it, drumroll, Twin Oaks was the only other one. Twin Oaks, the standing dish at Haydock, was the only other horse to do it from a mark of 160 plus in the Peter Marsh. Now, the ground is the key for Royal Pagai. I think this, uh, even though it's a big weight, Royal Pagai is, is, a, is a beast on, on, on the soup. So I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on the times early on in the day because I think if the times are really slow and tacky and slow, Royal Pagai's chances increase all the time to join the legends, Jadami and Twin Oaks. Mm. Adam, any, any thoughts? Yeah, no, interesting stats. I thought that the, the race 
tomorrow is, is a better race than it won last year. Um, off, uh, what would it be, a £7 lower mark. Yep. Nothing, nothing much came out. I, I, know, look, I know it won in a, in a hack canter. Um, but it just beat, it just beat pretty much, you know, very average types, Potter's Legend and Just Your Type, you know, and Creep Hill. Um, and, and I thought, I thought this race had more depth and more interest. Horses like Sam Brown, I thought was overpriced. I nearly put him up um, just as a shot, you know, a bit of a left field one. Could, could be anything still. I know he's 10, but um, um, Anthony Honey, I think, and speaking of jo- underrated jockeys, Anthony Honeyball doesn't seem to get the recognition. He, does he get recognition? I don't, I don't, really, I don't really read much, but he, I, it's, you know, he's, he's just constantly banging in winners, Anthony Honeyball. So mm. um, I thought he was interesting. I thought there's quite a few interesting. I thought, I, 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 I get the Empire Steel thing. I just, I'm, I'm not entirely convinced that um, he was all over the winner. Yeah, I, I could, you could be right, Andy, that he that he was he was probably going to yeah. win it, but it, it was just a bit far out for me to sort of make that judgment. And I thought that um, his previous form was was just okay. Um, I like him physically. Yeah, he does actually look like a proper good horse, you know, proper proper good horse. Um, I just think he's got a bit bit more to prove than than the, the sort of seventy two four to one suggests. So I would I would prefer to go with Lord de Manil, who actually did nearly nearly. Uh, win the race at Weatherby. Um, you know, Ch- uh, came back came back to form was beat a couple of lengths, um, and he's got tons of form here. Um, I think he'll run his race at a decent price. And Sam Brown, I thought was interesting as well. The rest didn't really appeal, to be mm. honest. Um, but Royal Pagai, yeah, I'm just taking on because it's five to two and, and it's a big way. Yeah. Blah blah blah. You know. Yeah, yeah, I think so. John, any any views on this? Yeah, I, well, I think Mary Steele will, will win it, but I, I can't see me having a bet at the price. I, hmm. And I want a, little, want a little bit bigger price than that, I think. Yeah, it was, a, it was I, I felt like to put it in, because I think as we discussed before we came in here, it was a bit of a, a thin weekend again. So, that was one I, just, of those I, just thought the, um, I just thought, yeah, I just thought, Andy, that the, that the assumption that it would have won at Weatherby has been priced in. You know, I don't probably, think that's probably, yeah. It, yeah, you know what I mean. Was a bigger, it actually was a bigger price when I did all the notes this afternoon. Yeah, no, I get that. I get it. I just and it got yeah. and then it got blued on odds checker, which obviously often happens. I, yeah, I, I think I think it's one of those that could be sort of five to one on the show. I, I suppose I think, it's, I think it's a more competitive race. Yeah. than that than than the it, current. It's one race. of those horses that I, I I sort of quite like the horse, so maybe a bit of heart over maybe a bit of heart overhead there, and just one race at Taunton tomorrow, the three fifteen, the uh, the Yarlarenki Benefit Race, the Portman Cup Chase. Um, won this the last two years as favourite, sure to go off favourite again. I'm sure he's going to be out in front. Any chance of him getting turned over, boys? No, I think Rob, Robbie Dunn will be turning off for this race. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that's where Robbie Dunn turns it, it, over and shit film on Channel Four ITV. Yeah. Yeah, there'd be, there'd be something like you know, like the Great Escape or something for Robbie Dunn, just as just, just as a three. And he jumps off, eulogising over the the uh, best buddy Yalarenki. Yeah, uh, so that's you? that's my take. It's all it's all Brian. I suppose a fullback would have a, a chance. He's getting getting an awful lot of weight, um, but I mean, you know, it's not. A, again, it's not probably. It's one of those races, and there's plenty of them tomorrow where I'd rather sit and watch and sit and watch and enjoy rather than 
get financial help and let the dog in. Get, well, let the dog in, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, I won't be letting the Go cat on, Digby. Unfortunately, I won't be letting the cat in this week because we, we lost our old cat this week, 20 years oh, old. Um, so terrible, the cat, cat memorial edition. Unfortunately, the uh, the cat passed away this week, age 20. Had a good knock, but uh, won't be starring on the uh, Pastewards podcast anymore. Well, you need to, back, you need to back Cat Polly tomorrow, Andy. Yeah, I think we can... Um, cat, cat Polly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good, yeah, Cat Polly. I might well have a, a couple of quid on her for the uh, for the cat tomorrow. Well, thank you, lads, for, uh, for your input this evening. I'm sure everyone will have enjoyed that, uh, whether you're pushing the blue or the pink buttons this week. Uh, best of luck with all your punting. My thanks to my panel this evening, Lee, John and Adam. And um, I'll just remain to say that, they, that uh, those three gentlemen will be back on Sunday with the Sunday Sermon, where I'm sure we'll be hearing all about Adam's trip, abortive trip to market raising, kicking molehills, some shenanigans at the National Stud and all the other goings on in the racing world this weekend. Thank you very much for listening to the Bar Stewards Inquiry and it's good night for today and uh, good luck with your bets this weekend. Goodbye. Right, the show's over, boys. Thank you very much.